Hello, and welcome to this episode of Freedom Through Self-Care. I'm your host, Jen Arnimo, founder of Mind Body Whole Wellness. This week, I'm wrapping up this series on um, somatic education, uh, yoga therapy, what to expect in a therapy session, what somatics is all about. We've spent the last um, five or six weeks going over the different reflex patterns, how our patterns of and posture and ways of moving our bodies, our habits, uh, can contribute to muscle tension and that long-term muscle tension turning into chronic pain, how the, chem- how the science and the chemistry in the brain works in relation to uh, perceiving pain. So for this episode, I would like to just give you a little bit of a glimpse into what to expect uh, in a Soma Yoga therapy session versus a class, uh, and then some tools to keep yourself out of pain. The final piece of this uh, education on somatics and soma yoga will be um, recording a intro soma class. So that'll be next week's episode, um, so that you could actually put on the podcast, put in your phones, and listen and do an actual soma yoga practice. So that's something I would like to leave you with, just so that you can feel it experientially in your body. Um, I can talk about theory and you know, reasons and science all day long, but until you can actually experience it in your body from your first person somatic perspective, which is, you know, everything that I've been speaking to is learning to navigate your internal landscape that only you have access to. So we'll finish with that soma yoga practice next week. So what to expect in a soma yoga therapy session? Number one, and I talked about this last week, is expect to be a student. This is a big self-responsibility piece. You are coming to learn tools to bring more freedom in your physical body versus having somebody work on you. You are working with yourself. Um, There is an expectation um, that you will do your homework, your daily practice, your home practice, And that is the way that you're going to start to re-educate that um, sensory motor loop to let go of all those old patterns and postures and ways of moving that you have gone unconscious. We want to work in a slow and gentle, pain-free range of motion. This practice is intended for literally any body, regardless of mobility, regardless of flexibility or strength. You can do these practices in a chair, you can do them in a bed, you could do them um, standing, laying, seated. You can do them um, from a whole other realm of moving those subtle bodies. Um, They're also interconnected so that even if you didn't have uh, innervation in the areas of of the body that you're moving, you're still going to reap benefits from this practice. So Soma Yoga is literally for everybody, every body, every ability. Uh, When you come to a session, wear comfortable clothing. You don't have to have the 
the most in-style yoga pants on. You can wear sweatpants. Just be comfortable. Um, clothing that allows you free freedom of movement in the areas that we'll be working on. It is important that while you are undertaking this um, this learning curve of re-educating the muscles in your body, that you're avoiding um, strengthening exercises um, and also avoiding stretching. And I spoke to stretching um, last week about um, some of the um, counterindications that can happen when you're stretching, when you're forcing a muscle past where it's ready to go. So when you're undertaking this somatic re-education, um, just to be gentle to your body, to allow the integration work to happen in the brain. So after a soma yoga session, not going out and running a marathon or not going and doing heavy leg day in the gym, um, really giving your body, your brain, um, all levels of your soma to integrate the new information and the new and the new learning. Each session will include an assessment, which would be getting information on your medical history, current pain levels, um, doing a postural analysis, seeing how you hold your body, how you carry yourself, your walking pattern, um, what your lifestyle looks like day to day, uh, individual areas, range of motion, particularly in those um, in those muscles that are causing you challenge or pain. And some assessment on how much muscle tension you are holding in those muscles um, through sense of touch. The practice um, or the session can either be done on the floor or on a treatment table, which is very similar to um, a massage table, a little bit wider. And you would be learning uh, in the range of 40 to 60 minutes uh, somatic movements that um, I would encourage you to do all these explorations as much as possible with your eyes closed to heighten that ability to sense, to self-sense internally. So the whole idea of the therapy session is to teach you the movements that will be used to bring you out of pain in those areas um, so that you're able to competently do the, the home practice once you get home. And that's the important piece, is this regular practice of the somatic movements. It's necessary not only to change the deep unconscious movement, habit, movement habits, um, patterns, reflexes, but also as a daily reset um, to let go of daily accumulated tension. Um, these movements are all very calming to the nervous system. Uh, when we can decrease... Uh, muscle tension, we're also reducing um, the reactivity of the nervous system. So we're, we're ending that pain cycle or we're stopping the pain cycle because we know when we talked about the chemistry of emotions and the science of pain that the physical pain in the body affects the mental perceptions and the mental perception or uh, the mental aspects of pain increase the physical response in the body. So it's a continuous cycle of chronic pain. So we want to interrupt that cycle. And I'll get into mindset uh, in a little bit here. But from, from a societal perspective or how we traditionally look to have our, our pain taken care of or even our wellness or our health, somatic education, somi yoga requires a mindset shift 
from seeking externally for someone to work on us or to fix us um, to switching it to assuming the responsibility for our own self-care to know that we are the only ones that have this internal vantage point of our somas of all the layers of us and how they um, interact with each other we really need to assume this responsibility so that being said Soma yoga, yoga therapy, uh, the practice of becoming yoga are all practices for people who are ready to be self-responsible, to ready uh, to be ready to create their own freedom in their life. So knowing that about yourself too, are you there yet? Are you ready? Are you ready to, um, to take responsibility? So if you know you're there, if you're ready, what are some of the ways that you can help keep yourself out of pain on a day-to-day -day basis? So you've become aware that you have these patterns, you know you're holding chronic tension in your, in your body, you have areas that are causing you pain day-to-day. -day. How can you keep things from getting worse? So obviously, coming to a therapy session is going to help. Coming to a Soma Yoga class is going to help. But on a day-to-day -day basis, how do you prevent things from getting worse? So first of all, it is a big challenge when you're in chronic pain, when you're experiencing any kind of pain, even if it's temporary. Um, our, we really do not like to be in pain, and we will do anything to get ourselves out, as well as um, because being in pain keeps us from really doing anything else. It's It stops life. So on a day-to-day -day basis, um, trying to move as naturally um, as possible, um, being mindful of how your of what your carrying patterns are, how you're holding that tension in the body, um, and really being gentle with yourself, staying in that pain-free range of motion, um, using as little muscles as possible throughout your day. So if you know you've you've have some low back pain, just being aware of whether you're bracing, your breath holding. Um, other areas in the body that you're holding unnecessary tension that maybe you, if you can bring some awareness to, you can soften a little bit so that you're not cranking on all your muscles to do every task throughout your day. It's, it's expending a lot more energy than your body needs to for those activities. Number one tool I always say in any of my classes, our most readily accessible tool that we have is our breath. Focus on breathing from the belly. If you can simply and literally set a timer for five minutes every day, take a seat somewhere quiet, put your hands on your belly, and focus on just breathing into your belly. Inhaling, feeling your belly rise. Exhaling, feeling your belly fall. And just connect to the sound and the movement of your breath for five minutes. easiest way to bring calm to the nervous system. To give yourself that five minute pause from the craziness of life. To just be in your body. The more and more that you can offer yourself this time, the more freedom you will bring to your body. And it starts with your breath.
finding daily movement that your body loves, maintains flexibility of the muscles, flexibility of the connective tissue, improves blood flow, which reduces the inflammation cycle, releases endorphins, helps maintaining that positive mindset. So moving the body in some way that feels good. And I know that can be challenging when you're in chronic pain. So even making the movement smaller, slower, swimming, something um, that is ease-filled for your body to do. And I touched on this a little bit already, but working smart, not over-efforting, trying to let all your activities be as ease-filled and as efficient energetically as possible. How little muscular energy can you expend to move freely in your activities? And stop fixating on the pain. I know when you're in pain, it's difficult to get outside of that, to think about anything else. And our whole time is spent trying to get rid of it um, so that we can move on to other things. But like I said, this we want to break that cycle so that we're, if we can take control of the mental process of it, we can lessen the effects of it in our physical body. Thinking is movement. Our, our motor cortex and our uh, sensory cortex are linked. So even um, when they study people and um, thinking about distressful things, it causes muscular contractions in the body. So you don't even have to be um, doing any, any voluntary muscle movement. You don't have to be engaged in an activity. Even um, thinking about stressful events causes muscular contraction in the body. So when we can start doing some mind work, some mind strengthening, mind training, then we can interrupt this chronic pain cycle. And stop being tough. Stop being so hard on yourself. Um, when we're in chronic pain, especially when the people around us have no idea what it's like, we tough it out. We don't talk about it. We don't want to be that person um, who's complaining about pain. Unfortunately, if we don't talk about it, if we don't acknowledge it for ourselves, um, we might actually be making it worse. So stop ignoring it, stop hiding it, acknowledging it, and find a, a way to, to address it. So it takes it takes, you know, a lot of responsibility, a lot of courage, a lot of uh, intelligence to know, to listen to your body. It is a mindset shift to start paying attention, to slowing down, to doing less, to start learning ways to take care of yourself, to make yourself a priority, to schedule proactive self-care time, to, to, to put yourself first, to listen. To your body. This is the only one that you get for this lifetime. So take care of it. And then try switching it up. Try switching up your activities, your handedness, which hand you uh, brush your hair with, which 
pant leg you put on first, which shoe you put on first. Um, be mindful about the ways you're holding your, your, your body position when you're driving. Do you always have your right hand on the wheel and you're slumped over to the left side? Can you switch that up? Can you sit up straight or can you hold the wheel with your other hand? How you're talking on the phone, how you're texting, how you sit at your computer, um, how you sleep every night. If you always sleep on the right side, can you switch that up night to night or throughout the night and start bringing different movement patterns to your body? Bring those movement patterns back up to the prefrontal cortex, to the learning center, and start incorporating new movements that break you out of those uh, tension patterns that you've been holding. The biggest piece of keeping yourself out of pain is this mindset piece. Um, the way you perceive stress, um, the role of your mental attitude, this um, self-fulfilling prophecy Thomas Hanna talks about, an expectation. This expectation uh, is not only a prediction of the future, it also directly contributes to making it happen. This proactive role which expectation plays is crucial to our well-being. And this is from Thomas Hanna's book on somatics. Uh, this somatic viewpoint um, that the attitudes, the beliefs we have about our bodies and our health vitally affect the ongoing state of our bodies and our health. If we expect our bodies to be resilient and healthy, they will tend to remain to do so. On the other hand, um, if we expect structural breakdown and functional loss, um, all these things that are hinged around this myth of aging, this inevitable loss, um, then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. What we expect to happen does happen. Yes, we're going to start to feel um, different as we grow in numerical age, um, but that is just a sign that there are areas that need paying attention to, areas that need re-educating. We don't want to um, anticipate disease in our bodies. We don't want to um, give in to this way of thinking. It affects our brain health. It affects our immune system. Um, it affects um, our self-healing capacities. When we habitually cringe in response to bodily discomforts, whether they are happening or not, it, when we're expecting the worst, we are reinforcing this issue as a permanent condition. Then it becomes resistant to improvement. Even to look at the word age, and Thomas Hanna talks about this in his book on somatics, Age itself, the word, is a, a simply a period of existence. And when we're looking at the roots of the word, it indicates, um, age actually indicates to grow, to bring up, um, to become more fuller in, uh, to increase, to become both taller or deeper, um, or to decrease, decay, wear out, and become decrepit and discarded. So, what is your choice? It is a choice we, between growth or degeneration. And whether we grow or degenerate during life is a question of expected possibility. What we expect, we get. What we think about, we bring about. So 
this mindset, this mental attitude, how we speak about ourselves, the words we're using. Are we, are we saying we're old? Are we uh, buying into that myth of, well, you know, I'm 40 and I, I just, I'm going to get more and more sore every day I wake up. Changing our, our, the words that we're using to speak about it. Changing our mindset, changing our, the way we talk to ourselves. And re, um, rewording this concept of aging. Um, I like to say aging is a luxury. It's not afforded to all. I feel better now than I ever felt in my 20s and 30s. Uh, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, all those things I found so much more freedom through this aging process because it, I have made a conscious choice in the last five years to make it a growth process. Um, and the difference that that makes in mental mindset is huge. We can take pride in age. And this is from Thomas Hanna's book. Um, One effect of the myth of aging is that it induces us to despise old age and adulate youth. Worshipping youth is the inverse side of hating advancing age. It is regrettable that this attitude seems to have become steadily more popular almost directly counter to the recent sudden expansion of our elderly population. Let me say this as emphatically as possible. To despise the fact of aging is not only to despise life, but to betray a pitiful ignorance of the nature of life. Youth is not a state to be preserved, but a state to be transcended. Youth has strength, but it does not have skill, which in the long run is the most potent strength. Youth has speed, but it does not have efficiency, which in the long run is the only effective way of attaining goals. Youth is quick, but it is not deliberate, and deliberation is the only way to make correct decisions. Youth has energy and intelligence, but it does not have the judgment necessary to make the best use of that energy and intelligence. Measured judgment, in the end, is the only guarantor of intelligent behavior. Youth has the beauty of genetic endowment, but it does not have the beauty of real achievement. Youth has the glow of promise, but not the radiance of accomplishment. Youth is a time of seeding and cultivation, but it is not a time of fruiting and harvest. Youth is a state of ignorance and innocence, but it is not a stage of knowledge and wisdom. Youth is a state of emptiness awaiting fullness a state of possibility awaiting actualization, a state of beginning awaiting transcendence. In short, youth is a state to be put behind us as we grow taller and deeper and fuller. Unless we understand that life and aging are a process of growth and progress, we will never know the first principles of living, nor will we understand what youth is all about, an explosive yearning to grow taller and deeper and fuller and to transcend oneself. So my encouragement after all these weeks digging into somatics is to question this myth of aging, not to buy into it. If you are ready to be self-responsible, to take your own wellness, your, your freedom in your physical and mental bodies, in your soma, all those different layers, uh, into your own hands, we must expect the best for ourselves. We must expect to grow and continue to improve right to the very end, like Thomas Anna says. 
We must accept responsibility for our health and wellness. We want to be self-sufficient um, and to realize and appreciate how wonderful it is to be able to autocorrect, to be able to learn the tools, to self-sense, to go inward, to learn our internal landscapes, and to be able to help ourselves internally versus always externally seeking for our happiness, for someone to fix us, on all those different levels. Um, start looking at healthy practices, looking at what you need for your own self-care, what recharges your cup. Go back into the week on um, self-care's connection, get yourself a worksheet, and start looking at the ways that you can start recharging your batteries. It's different for everybody. Um, we take these tools of Somi Yoga, um, come to a class, get yourself a private session. Um, start bringing in tools for yourself to create um, this freedom you're seeking on wherever that may be currently for you. All that being said, I look forward to putting up a recording next week of um, Soma Yoga intro so that you can uh, start to, to feel and experience those practices in your own body. Um, each class always contains uh, breath work, so some breath practices, body practices, and mind practices. Because all of those three layers of our Soma, our somatic onion, um, are all interrelated. Like I've said before, that breath is our tool that weaves um, integration in between the other two layers of body and mind. Uh, we are amazing um, systems, amazing uh, creatures. And so I'm hoping that in sharing all of this information that you'll be inspired and hopeful and to start looking at ways to help yourself. I'm just a guide. This internal journey of, of your landscape is yours and yours alone um, and only when you're ready. So I'm here to help those that are ready. Um, let's, let's take a road trip. Let me be the guide to that internal landscape. I hope this is helpful. If you have questions or you have feedback or there's other things that have sparked, that this has sparked your curiosity into, please feel free to reach out. Send me an email at mindbodywholewellness at hotmail.com or go to the website mindbodywholewellness.com um, Send me a message on Facebook, Instagram, whatever you need to do. Um, let me be a resource for you. So have a wonderful day. Do take some time for yourself. Set that timer five minutes. Focus on your breathing. Bring some calm to your nervous system. Break that cycle of chronic pain. And take care. Have a wonderful rest of your day.